Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now, so grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, today I am celebrating something so fun with you guys and so exciting. So I am celebrating the fact that my business is officially a seven-figure business. It crossed the million dollar mark, million dollars cash, so made seven figures in its first two years, which is amazing. And we're going to be breaking down how it happened, when it happened, how I celebrated, why I celebrated. And we're going to be talking about achievement in general, because one of the best things that we can do for ourselves, if you are a little bit of an overachiever or an underachiever or whatever, is to heal your relationship with achievement and all of the subconscious stuff that we project onto it. So whether you feel like you've achieved the things that you want to, whether you feel like you haven't, stay tuned because it's going to be an amazing episode for you. So if you are familiar with my story, I'm going to start right here. This is not my first rodeo in entrepreneurship. And I feel like I need to say that because I don't want other people to think that seven figures in your first two years of business is a normal thing because it absolutely did not happen the first time around for me. Can it happen? Yeah, 100%. You can totally do it. You can do anything that you put your mind to. But the first time around in my business, I learned all of the soft entrepreneurship skills that got me to be able to do this so fast this time. So in my first business, I started it in 2015. I was a lawyer at the time in New York. I had my son. I did not want to go back to practicing could not imagine leaving him. So I got creative and I literally got creative. Like I just sat, started designing. I had never designed before, but started designing stationery and invitations. And then I started listing them on Etsy and selling them and they started selling. And then I started growing a business and pretty soon it was a six figure business. And a six figure business is really different from a seven figure business. And it's also not that different for all the reasons that we'll get into today. But the first time around, it actually took me a while to grow to six figures. It was actually something that was a lot of work. It was a lot of work to expand myself to the point where I felt like I could actually believe that I could do it, that I could actually make six figures working for myself, where I didn't feel guilt about making six figures or disbelief about making six figures as a creative, where I actually had the grit and tenacity to not self-sabotage on my way to six figures. And the first time that I actually hit six figures, I totally, totally self-sabotaged. Totally. I think that I was just so really in disbelief. I had not discovered subconscious work before then. So I really didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand that I had hit some kind of upper limit because in my head, I was just like, who even makes six figures living their dream? Like who does this? I felt like, wow, that's it. Like I have reached like the pinnacle of what I am here to create. Like, I can't believe this. 
And then I just felt like, wow, if this is going to be going so well, then everything else in my life must be sabotaged, including my health. And we were buying a house at the time, which was super stressful and all these other things. And then it was really once I started understanding the subconscious and started understanding the way that our brain works and started understanding what upper limits were and why we feel like we can't have it all, right? Where these subconscious beliefs come from that I really started to be able to dismantle that and be like, oh, that's what had happened to me when I hit six figures in my last business. And, and then it got so much easier. So when I say that I made seven figures in my first two years of business, yes, it's very exciting. You can absolutely do it. Anybody can do it. But the reason why it happened so fast is because I had all of these experiences behind me because I had that experience growing my last business because I had learned so many of these soft entrepreneurial skills. That's why I love working with clients that are pivoting and they come, they say, oh, I'm starting from scratch. And it's like, you never are. You never are starting from scratch. You're starting from exactly where you are starting from. Because when you have experience, when you have education, when you have growth, when you have expansion behind you, you never, ever, ever lose that. So this business, so I started it in May. I got officially certified and was able to start doing subconscious work and charging people for it. So that started in May. And then I hit seven figures total at the beginning of this summer. And I did it. And I was just ready to rush through it. I was just like, oh, great. That's great. Check, check. Okay. Awesome. And I really had to slow down and be like, you know what? This actually is a really big deal. I remember when I started my business and once I got over that kind of initial hump of making six figures a year in my dream business and being like, wow, that's it. I guess everything's downhill from here. You know, once I realized that I didn't and I started actually surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs and realizing like, wow, like I get to keep growing. This is so exciting. I ended up actually finding this research article that said that only 2% at the time of women owned businesses ever made it to seven figures in their lifetime. So only of all the women who start businesses, less than 5% of them went on to make $1 million. Why? Because they left their businesses. They went to do other things. People quit. Entrepreneurship can be challenging sometimes. People quit, go back to work. Especially if you're a woman, people stop their business, go back to raising kids, whatever. And at that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a million dollars over my lifetime. That is done. And I just clicked in my brain and I just decided that I was going to do it. So when I did that earlier, because I had made, you know, half a million dollars in my previous business, so it was pretty easy and fast to get there in this business. And I stopped and like, as much as I wanted to run through it, I was like, this is huge. This is amazing. The way that we are making money now, online, creative business owners, selling the things that bring us joy, connecting with other humans, raising the consciousness of the world, doing all of these magical, magical things. I help so many amazing, gifted entrepreneurs go out and share their magic, whether it's spiritual, whether it's coaching, whether it is amazing products, whatever it is that they do, I'm helping them build their dreams, but we're also changing the world in such a cool, incredible way and really, really, really shifting people into that new paradigm. So it's amazing. 
when we think about where we were when we were growing up, there was no way to anticipate. I mean, some of you guys are younger than I am, but for me at my age, there was no way to anticipate that I could do this. None. There was literally no internet. So if you would have told me when I was five that I was going to be an internet entrepreneur, I would have been like, what, what is the internet? And if you would have explained to me what the internet was, I would have been like, that's crazy, right? But all of these things that have happened in our lifetime have made this possible for us. And it's me as a person who left a career in law, who always wondered, oh my gosh, is that going to turn out to be the biggest mistake of my life? And it turns out that it didn't, that I was able to make this work and have it surpass all of my wildest expectations. And that's just so freaking magical. So when I hit a a collective million dollars, that was awesome. I stopped and I reflected. But when I hit it in this business, it felt even more special because it was like, here I am, a woman-owned business, and not just a woman-owned business, a woman-owned business whose business is helping other women-owned businesses grow their businesses, who's really, really helping change the world in so many amazing and magical ways, who is helping so many gifts get out into the universe, who is, you know, marketing is really, really my jam and not just marketing, but like bringing it back to being joyful and aligned and ethical and in integrity and you just being able to show up and share your gift and do this in this way that connects with others instead of having to fall back to the old marketing tricks and skeeviness of making people feel like crap, right? So that we can actually create this world where people feel better about themselves all the time. That to me just feels so magical. And so I ended up hitting a million dollars and kind of missed it, right? Because I was like, oh, okay. And and then when I realized it, I was like, you know what? I really want to celebrate with my kids. I want to celebrate with my boys because it felt so big for me. I've always been really smart and really ambitious. And I actually had to stop recording because I'm like tearing up my whole life. I was fed this story that I could either be a good mom or that I could work. And I'm so, so happy that I grew up into an adult that didn't settle for that, who was just like, no. I'm not going to settle for that. And I'm going to create my own thing. I'm going to create my own way of existing and way of being. And when I started this business, when I shifted out of stationary, you know, I think stationary felt very safe and it was on Etsy and it felt really safe to other people. You know, I think that they could put me into a box of like, oh, she picked her kids. She picked being a mom. And then when I started this business and it was time to really grow and be like, all right, who am I going to be? What is the fullest expression of me? Even people that I really loved told me like, I don't think that now is the time for you to be growing your business. I don't think that now is the time for you to be doing this because you have little kids. I started this business more or less. Noah was, I think, a year. So he was really, really little. And yeah, people were just like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's time. I don't think it's the time for you to be doing this. And that really hurt. It really, really hurt because it hurts to feel like you have to make this choice between you and your kids. And it's so unfair that we do that to women today. I hate it because it's not like that. And the truth is that 
the role model that I feel like I am being for my kids when I show up and I do what I love and I grow into the best version of me. That is such a powerful legacy that I am handing down to my children because I am actually showing them, not just telling them that they can be everything that they want, but actually showing them that they can, that they can be creative and think outside the box, that they don't have to fit in to the nine to five hustle culture, that they can be themselves and use their gifts to provide them a standard of living that is so far beyond what they can even comprehend right now. And so it was really, really awesome to share it with my kids. I think they had no idea, honestly. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I got us a cake and I was like, all right. I also didn't want to tell them too much because I didn't want them to be like, okay, so great. So now we get all the toys because I'm like, it's not quite like that. This is my business is money. It's different, right? And, you know, they were just like, oh, 1M. Is that number one mom? And I was like, yeah. And I thought that that was so sweet. They were so cute about it. And we just had such a fun time. They were just so happy that there was cake. And I've really been thinking about what it's actually like to, you know, set a goal and hit it, right? And also what it's like to expand beyond that. Because here's the thing, if you are not expanding beyond that, then you're always going to be upper limiting yourself. And I could do this and say, all right, what's my next goal? Okay, my next goal is to make a million dollars in a year. My next goal is to make a million dollars in a month. Oh, my next goal is like this, you know, whatever. And, and it's not about the money to me. That's the thing is that it's not about the money at all. It's about the expansion and the expansion already happened. So when I'm looking at what's next, I'm looking beyond the money because money is there. Money is a reflection of the expansion, right? It's not about the money and it's never about the money. And when we approach it by thinking, what's going to make me the most money? What am I going to do that's going to make me the most money? Of course, from a business planning standpoint, it has to make sense, right? You also cannot have an idea that is not going to work. But expansion first, money later. Growth first, money later. Service first, money later. So it's really looking and thinking, okay, what's next? What's next for me as a person? What is the next step in my evolution? What is the next step in the evolution of the collective? Because I'm also very aware that I grew my business a certain way and I'm not going to keep being able to grow it a certain way because I change, the world changes. It's always about asking yourself, what's next and what is it that is needed from me? And that's what being of service is ultimately about, is looking and being like, What is it that the world needs now from me? Who is it that I need to step into being next? And so that's what I've been sitting with since I hit that milestone. It's not about jumping back in and being like, oh my gosh, can I keep it up? Hustle, hustle, hustle. It's about looking to that next level of expansion. So what is next? I've had so many bigger dreams land in my heart ever since this happened because it's really about allowing yourself to also move forward, to also know like, okay, I did this and let go of that achievement. Like that is not who I am. That is not who my business is. That is not what I'm here to do. I am not here to make money, right? I am here to do something, to contribute to this world. And when you hit an achievement, It's so hard sometimes subconsciously because you worry that your whole identity is now riding on that thing, that you are the person that did that thing, 
And it's like, no, 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 you are a person and you did that thing. And like you did that thing, you can do many other things, many other different things that might be as big as the last thing that might not be as big as the last thing, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. All of those things that we project onto our achievements, all of the hierarchies about which achievements are more worthy than others, they're all just man-made constructs. At the end of the day, we're just here to create. And the only question you have to ask yourself is, what am I creating? Does it bring me joy? And does it bring joy to the world? And if it does, it is going to align and help you create success, quote unquote success, so much faster and so much speedier than it would otherwise. When you've got those two magic things in alignment, what brings you joy and what brings joy to others and to the world and to the universe, that is when everything is going to just flow. So I was talking to my mentor and we were talking about, you know, what it's actually like to hit a milestone, what it's actually like when you hit the six figures, when you hit the seven figures, because I think it's a conversation that is really, really, really missing from our landscape today. What it's actually like to achieve things, to meet your goals. And people will tell you their story and they'll tell you that it was hard or they'll tell you that it's easier. They'll tell you what you did. But for me, it's about what does it feel like? And the best analogy that I landed on is that it's like learning to ride a bike. When you were a kid, okay, first of all, I was the most horribly unathletic child that has ever existed. And I was blessed with the best neighbor in the world. And she was so, so athletic, so athletic. And she loved rollerblading and skating and riding her bike and running. She was such a good athlete. And I would sit there and play Barbies. And then she would come knock on my door and be like, come outside and play with me. And I was like, oh my God, I would put on like my Fisher Price, like, you know, those expandable skates, (laughs) like click, click, click. I was like eight years old, you know, with like three-year-old skates and I would just kind of follow her around. But so it was always harder for me than most. I was not that kid that just like hopped on a bike and was like, all right, great. Now I'm riding a bike. Like I really actually had to practice and learn. And so I feel like that's what this feels like right? Anytime that you achieve something like this, that you achieve, you know, six figures, seven figures, it is like riding a bike. Like before you get on that bike, you're like, how do people do this? How are people able to ride a bike? Oh my God, everybody else is making it look so easy. It's going to be so hard for me. And you imagine suddenly that like your life is going to radically change once you learn how to ride a bike that everything is going to be different, that it's like BB before biking and then AB after biking. And it's like, this is going to be the moment that is going to make or break the rest of your life. And then you learn how to ride a bike and you're like, wow, okay, great. Now I know how to ride a bike and it's amazing. And it feels so good when you finally, finally crack it. And then that feeling, it kind of disappears. And now suddenly you're someone who's riding a bike and you've got the freedom of being that person that rides a bike. Learning how to ride a bike, it affords you so much freedom. Now you can go, you can keep up with your friends, right? You can go ride to the park. You can ride to this place. You can go all these places that you never would have been able to go if you didn't have access to a bike and a way to ride it. But at the same time, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. It doesn't actually change anything for you in your life to know how to ride a bike, but it also does. And it's the same thing with financial achievements. At the end of the day, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change that from this point on, there are still other things, right? That you're going to want to do, that there are still responsibilities, that there are still whatever. You still got to clean your room. You've still got all these things. But it also gives you a sense of freedom and a sense of purpose and a sense of achievement and a sense of pride. 
And that's what you ultimately end up taking with you for the rest of your life. Those are the things that ultimately end up being the lessons from these financial wins. So when you can keep that in perspective, when you can realize that that's actually what it's about, that it's really about the expansion, that it's really about the freedom that you unlock, that it's not worth it. If you don't have those things, we're not here to achieve. We're not here to do things, but we are here to grow. We are here to make the world better. We are here to create. And when we can hold on to that, that's when it becomes easier and easier and easier to not just maintain our success, but to grow it, to go to that next level, to expand beyond even what we thought was possible and keeping yourself open to what that might look like, even if it's different from what it is that your will is. We're not here to dictate the way that things are going to happen. We're here to enjoy the ride and to allow ourselves to be surprised. And I think more than anything, this journey, my journey of my life, of my business, of my businesses, of everything has been about allowing myself to be surprised, allowing myself to be surprised and allowing myself to adapt to those surprises. And that resiliency and that adaptability has been the best thing that has come out of my entrepreneurial journey because it's been the thing that has served me the best everywhere across my life, in my marriage, with my kids, my family, with my friends, everything. Allow yourself to be surprised. Allow yourself to be surprised by people. Allow yourself to be surprised by the opportunities that come to you. Allow yourself to be surprised by who you become. Life is so, so magical when you allow yourself to be surprised and delighted. And I'm so glad that I got to share with you guys this surprise and delight today. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, ready for more, change your thoughts, transform your life, and let's keep this party going 